In this episode of the Business of E-Commerce, I talk with Dylan Kelly about the best email marketing strategies for 2020. This is the Business of E-Commerce, episode 101. Welcome to the Business of E-Commerce, the show that helps e-commerce retailers start, launch, and grow the e-commerce business. I'm your host, Charles Plesky, and I'm here today with Dylan Kelly. Dylan is the founder of Wavebreak, and he's an email marketing expert. I asked him on the show today to talk about what marketing strategies you should be using going into 2020. So, hey, Dylan, how are you doing today? Doing well. Good to be on the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, awesome to have you back on the show. You are a repeat guest. Um, you were here in, what, about about a year ago, episode 60, um, I think, right? Yeah, we're getting here. We're getting on almost a year. So it was last January. Well, January 2019. January, okay. And at the time, we talked about email strategy, email marketing strategies for 2019. So now, almost a year later, we're talking about 2020. So 2020. Email's still a thing. It's still <laughs> making money. Um, and I'm going to tell you how to make more of it in 2020. Awesome. So a year later, and what do you, what do you know? Email still works. How about How about that? It still works, you know, despite all the fear and everyone, you know, freaking out like, oh, this and that uh, email's dying. But no, I mean, it's still I mean, it's still crushing it for our clients. And I mean, it's going to keep doing that. It's not going to be like this thing that just one day it's like, oh, email just completely dies. Um, Yeah. I I mean, and I feel like every year this becomes this is a thing, right? Where they're like, well, social and you can like, you know, you can build like a Facebook following and like everyone starts doing that. And then all of a sudden Facebook kind of locks it down and makes it so well you need to actually pay to reach your own followers and like okay well and everyone moves back to email and then like something new comes along and it just it keeps it just keeps going around in a circle but email ever that's the one thing that everyone keeps coming back to it seems right like literally over the last 20 years right like basically the entire history of you know e-commerce on the internet as you know it uh email has been there and you always own your email list so it's this asset that just like unlike I mean, you think about all the social networks that have come and gone, you know, in the beginning, Friendster, MySpace, all these random ones that don't even exist anymore. I mean, back then you could just rank and bank. Um, it's not the same anymore with SEO. That changes, you know, every few months. Uh, you get Facebook doing, you know, their whole, like, the whole blow up with Cambridge Analytica and all these things. Like, if people start freaking out, like, you know, they have their new Netflix documentary on it. Even I was watching it and I was like, wow, that's pretty crazy. Um, that's, that's and my I know, watch you know, list. yeah, exactly that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a, it's a really good movie and it's actually really freaky because like part of me is like, okay, like, you know, I don't want Facebook to do anything because like, you know, the, the industry we're in, it's crushing it for everybody. Like a lot of people depending on it, but at the same time, you know, it is kind of freaky to know that like how many data points they have on people to use to, to sell. And as people get more freaked out about this and as the government gets involved, like we saw, you know, things happen. Like, you know, Facebook isn't it, at the end of the day, you don't own Facebook, right? But you do own your email list, um, which is really, really important, and and, and it's not going to go anywhere. Like you even see people like talk about, you know, oh, messenger marketing, right? Like, oh, this is the, this is the future. Well, like you don't even own that list uh, because once again, that's Facebook. And I mean, we're starting to see in the messenger landscape too, like you know, raising prices. Like they see people getting insane ROIs, they're going to want their cut. Um, same goes for SMS, right? Like people have even been talking about like last ten years. You know, SMS is the new thing, right? And it's finally starting to catch on now. And uh, now there's finally, you know, good technology to, to do that for e-commerce and for retailers. But at the same time, like, it's one of those things where it's like the, you know, the cell phone companies, the people who are, you know, sending these, you know, the ROI is insane, right? And anytime a company sees that, like, oh, my goodness, this is so profitable, I bet people would pay, you know, if people are getting 130x ROI, you know, 60x ROI is great. So why don't we just double our prices? And then it's like, before you know it, it's not as good as it was. 
Um, but the thing about email is it's just that one consistent channel that's been here for the last 20 years. It's not going anywhere, especially not anytime soon. And without it in 2020, you're going to leave a ton of money on the table, uh, money that you already spent to acquire your customers, right? You're already spending a thousand dollars a day, $10,000 a day on Facebook ads. Um, and you know, what's your conversion rate? Two to 5%, maybe 10% if you're lucky, like, and you have some insane website or targeted traffic or something. Uh, but the rest of those people, they're gone. But what's great about email is you can capture those people. And you can get your customers to come back for more, which, of course, you know, makes the business a lot more profitable, enables you to scale because now you can spend more on ads because the lifetime value is higher, you know, so on and so forth. And I, I, I can keep going on this, but that's the gist. Yeah, it's a very, like, like, for lack of a better word, intimate form of communication where you really are talking directly to someone else. And you can and kind of there's tools now where you can kind of talk is, you know, there used to just be email blasts where you just write out this, like, you know, big email to thousands of people and you know, hope that it hits kind of the, the right people the right way. But now you can almost talk completely like one-to-one -one with different folks. Um, and it's really this thing where you know, you know, hey, they're opening it and they really are reading it versus, you know, just like display advertising where you're just blasting out to the world. So I, yeah, yeah I totally it's really agree. cool. Yeah. So what is, so since we last talked, has anything changed like in the past, you know, six to 12 months or like what has changed in 2019 that was working and isn't or or is there anything or is it still kind of the same? Yeah, so that's a really good question. I mean, like the biggest thing is like and, and we see this over time, like this has been happening the whole time. But like the reality is people get used to marketing, right? Like they get fatigued. You know, you run the same ad for so long, it converts like crazy in the beginning. And then before you know it, it's like, okay, this ad's not, not working like it used to be. And, you know, what we're seeing, you know, running email marketing for some of the top brands in e-commerce is like people are getting used to the good old, like, like you talked about, the batch and blast, like spray and pray, just like, right? Like so many brands, like there's kind of, brands fall in two buckets, right? They send like no emails, which is terrible. Or they send like equally bad. They just kind of spray and pray. It's like, ah, oh crap, Labor Day is in a week or like, you know, like, oh, Black Friday's tomorrow. Let's just blast that an email real quick. But there's no real thought behind it. It's last minute. It's rushed. Um, but what we see the most successful brands doing is not just doing taking the spray and pray approach. And this is something that we've even turned into like a system that we use for all of our clients and like a real framework. We call it the wave break method. But the idea is that it's like reverse engineered email marketing. And what I mean by that is before it used to be like, hey, let's set up some email sequences based on best practices. Like tell me the timing, give me this amazing template, amazing subject line, plop it into any store and it'll be great. But the reality is every store is different and every customer is different. And everybody, like so many of the same Shopify stores all have like the default abandoned cart. And like, it's just like the same old, same old. And you're leaving a lot of money on the table with that because you're like you said, like you can treat people differently now. But what does that actually look like? Well, you got to think about your list, not as just a list that you blast and make money. They're people on your list. And you got to think about why do these people buy and why don't they buy? And what we find is that by taking like this reverse engineered email marketing that I'm talking about um, that we've kind of discovered and we've been using with our clients to great success is like taking things back a step instead of just saying like, oh, we're going to send out a sale on Black Friday. It's like, wait, well, before we do that, why do people not buy from us? And then you think through their objections and you take them off the table. Um, a great analogy of this is this isn't my my analogy. I stole this from a book. I forget which book, but it's like before a customer goes to buy, like they have all these objections in their head, right? There might be like five or six and you can take and they don't even know they have these objections. Uh, but you can slowly and subtly take them off the table. Like, for example, 
you know, like, oh, like what if this breaks or whatever, like some of them are more obvious, but it's kind of, if you think of an airplane conveyor belt, like you're waiting in line for your luggage and like when you check these boxes with people and you take their objections off the table, it's like you're taking a piece of luggage off the conveyor belt. And what's really cool about email is that you can do this in an extremely targeted way. Like if somebody's on your email list and they haven't bought yet, there's probably like three main reasons why they haven't bought. Um, like I'll give you an example. Like let's say you have an online clothing store. You know, they're thinking like, what if this doesn't fit? Um, you know, maybe you charge a shipping minimum so they don't want to pay the shipping minimum or something like that. Or they just have some other totally random objection. And the reality is most retailers, they don't even address those. They don't use email to talk about those. All they send out is like selfish emails where it's like, hey, <laughs> buy something. You know, we'll give you a discount. But like it's just they're not adding any value. You know, they're not sending anything besides these sale emails. And they're not actually using email to educate their email list on like reasons to purchase, to like educate and persuade them. So that's kind of a high level overview of where like if you want to be successful with email marketing in 2020, that's what you're going to have to do. Get more personalized and really think about the people behind the emails that you're sending. Yeah, I feel like back in the day, going back even, you know, years ago, you were almost like excited to get an email. Like, hey, someone's emailed me. Fantastic. And like, oh, a brand's emailed right. me. Like, oh, the gap really, you know, thanks, the gap reached out to me. Um, <laughs> right. Then it got where everyone's doing it. Now it's at the point where, you know, you need to be more creative. Um, and just like you said, just sending out those sale emails, you can only send that so often. Um, you can't get, you know, everything's not always on sale. And just sending you know, your two, you know, your Black Friday and your holiday email each year doesn't really cut it. People kind of forgot who you were. So you need a way of staying in touch with people um, throughout the year. So what are some things you can do to actually start emailing folks on a more regular basis and not just, you know, like you said, those handful of selfish emails per year on, it's you know, holiday sale, Black Friday. That's great. You should, everyone should send those, right? That's fine. Yeah, like, definitely. Don't not send those. That's not yeah. what I'm saying at all. You definitely, you need to be sending those emails. But there's like 45 more weeks throughout the year. If you're doing it weekly, there's another like <laughs> yeah, 45 exactly. weeks that you should also be emailing. Um, but what is the content? Because, you know, you don't always have something, you know, you don't always have something great to talk about. So how do you kind of, what do you manufacture each week to actually talk about to people that's, that adds value? Yeah, yeah. That's a great, great question. So, I mean, like you said, like there's, there's over 40 other weeks in the year that aren't around a sale. Um, and there's a few ways we approach this. Like, and the reality is like, if you're just sending those emails on black Friday, like you said, people are going to not, they're going to be like, who the heck is this? And you're not going to make as much money. So by warming your list up and keeping it active and engaged throughout the year, you're actually going to make more money on black Friday. Um, so some examples of, I'll give you some exact examples because so many people just beat around the bush with this and like nobody even really, like one of the reasons why I love going on podcasts like this and you know, we're actually doing a lot more content ourselves in 2020 with like, uh, you know, specific actionable like w guides just filled with examples like giving away for free just because I'm tired of bad email marketing and we can't help, it, help everybody. Um, but like basically what we do with clients is, is kind of like what I said first is like, you know, you just, number one, it's like, you want to be consistent. Like that's really important. Um, you want to make sure like you're, whatever you do, like people are going to get used to it. Like even if you're just emailing once per week, people are going to start to expect that from you. And then if you miss one week, it's like they already started to forget about you. But anyway, like you were saying, what the heck do I send? Well, I mean, really you can, uh, we kind of joke around, like we, we find any excuse to email people. Uh, but it's true. Like there's so many, like it doesn't matter what industry you're in. There's always news happening. There's always things happening. And it, sometimes it's that easy. Like, you know, you just sit down for 30 minutes a week and you turn some news into a, in, into an email that's just simply like, Hey, did you, did you know this was going on? It's like, wait, you're not asking for a sale, but here's what you got to do. That's really important. 
you got to always include a call to action in every email. Here's why. You want to train people to open your emails and then you want to train them to click on your emails because then they hit your site. So when you send that sale email, they're used to opening and clicking. So what you do is ideally you set up a blog on your site or someplace with lots of content. Like if you can create content and you know put out one blog post a week or whatever, just like as much content as you can, you can leverage that on your email channel to keep your list engaged and active. Um, it, it's re- extremely effective. Um, but what you do is you you know send this content email like, hey, did you see this news? You kind of make it clickbaity, and then people click. And then not only do they get pixeled on your site so you can send them into ads, but also they get used to clicking on your emails um, and they're engaging with your content, right? They're engaging with your email list. The more engaged your email list, the more money you're going to make. So content is a great email to send. Uh, like I also said earlier, it's like, you know, you know what customers are already asking. You know what their top objections are. Like if a customer calls you, like if you can close, I know like clients come to us, you know, and they're like, listen, we can close anybody on the phone. Like if we get them on the phone, it's game over. And we'll say, okay, great. What questions do people have when they're on the phone with you? And they're like, okay, well, they're not sure about this. Like, uh, you know, the shipping or they're not sure if it's going to fit or what if they don't like it? You know, whatever the product is. Um, and then we'll actually take it one step further. And instead of, you know, waiting for that person to give a call or to send a support email, we'll email leading up to the sale, like objection busting content. So it's like, Hey, listen, like just, just want to make sure you knew, like, listen, we have a free exchange policy. So you never have to worry about ordering the wrong size. Cause if you do, we'll just ship you a new one of the right size. Um, so on and so forth. Um, and this can even trickle down into your automated emails too. Like if you have abandoned cart emails, um, and you notice like, let's say you have a free shipping threshold of $50 and you're getting a lot of abandoned carts under $50. Like what is their number one objection? They don't want to pay that shipping price. Um, so you just slip them that shipping discount. You don't have to give them like 20% off, 50% off. Like I've seen some crazy things just to get the sale. Uh, when most people would convert for free shipping because that's their objection. So you can do that with your one-time sends as well leading up to the sale throughout the year. Because then what happens is it's like the conveyor belt. You're taking these objections off the table and before you know it, the final objection remains. It's like, okay, it's like price or whatever. But leading up to that point, the people who are going to buy at full price, they've already bought. Um, and then when you pull that lever on Black Friday or whatever, you just make it rain because they have no other objections. Like, what if this doesn't fit? What if this? Like, it just makes a ton of money. And then the third thing you can do is like if you run an apparel or like a you know jewelry company or whatever, like we have a lot of clients in those spaces. Um, it's like, okay, what do I what do I make content about? Well, you can kind of, you know, figure out some unique ways to do content, or you can just simply, you know, be like a lookbook and share different styles or even just showcase your product catalog. Because the reality is, you know, let's say you have a thousand SKUs. Let's even say you just have 50 SKUs. Like nobody's going to sit through your website and scroll through every page. Like people's attention spans are shot. Like they scroll through Facebook and like, what is the new one? Like TikTok or whatever that the kids are on now. And it's just like these like five second videos or whatever. Like that's how long people are spending on your site. They're not going to click through all those pages. You can use email to show people like, hey, look, we have these other products. You can show your high margin products and so on and so forth um, in a really targeted way, like buy this. And the best part is like it's pretty much free because you don't have to spend money on ads. Yeah, I've seen the thing that I like the lookbook idea, actually. Um, and this only works with brands that, you know, if you're selling, you know, parts that go inside an engine or something, maybe not, <laughs> right. maybe not so cool, but there are brands. Vitamins, probably yeah. not a good idea for a lookbook. <laughs> well, but even, okay, so if you're selling vitamins, you know, you could, the people using the vitamins, I guess, I don't know, like these healthy people and green, you know, green shakes and that sort of thing. So you could start to, it's almost like your own uh version of instagram gram on email basically on that you can scroll through look at some pictures real quick and it kind of shows people hey i can like open this and just kind of get some value real quick and it's not this like 
heavy-handed thing. Okay, I'm going to have to go through, and it's a 10-paragraph email, and it's all about buy this, buy this. It's more, I'm just going to look look through real quick, see some cool photos, and at the end, like you said, there's a little you know free shipping coupon or whatever. It, it, it doesn't even need to necessarily, it sounds like, tie in directly with it. Because if you have a lookbook, um, you're kind of just giving an offer at the end on, oh, by the way, if you like this, here's a coupon. And they know to open it every, you know, every time you send it, they're going to open it, look through. You're not really asking anything of them. You're just kind of right. showing them, here's some cool things. If you want to see more, click through, go to our blog, here's some page with some photos. It makes it really easy. And it's easy to generate that kind of content. Um, yeah. People folks. hate being sold, yeah. but they love buying. And what you do is you take their guard down. Like it's really, you know, it's like funny because by adding value, you end up making more money from people because they have their guard down. They think, oh, I, I'm not going to open this email because I'm going to be sold. They don't think that at all. But they do when you're just blasting out discounts. They think, oh, they just want my credit card. They just want my money. They don't actually care about me. But if you actually care, then they're like, oh, what is this? And that's like, oh, like it actually, they're excited to get an email from you. Like that's when you know you're doing things right. Yeah, I like that. Because if you think about it, most, most of us follow brands on Instagram. Um, right. And all the brands, and they're not on Instagram. You kind of, um, you, you know there's this like thing where you know, put photos, put cool photos. You're not going to sell to everyone. Maybe one out of every 20, there's a, you know, a sale photo, but you're not really trying to sell on Instagram. You're showing cool photos, part of that brand, right? You could do that same thing with email. And it really, like you said, lowers the, uh, I'm just going to, you know, that dreaded, I have to open this every day, kind of click through, mark is red and go to my next one. You're actually going to open it and scroll through it and look at the, and on Instagram, I follow brands too. And just to, Hey, look at the, you know, maybe a watch brand, right? where let's look, look at these cool photos. Um, and when they come out with a new product, it's like, ooh, let's actually click on that, jump through and see more details about that product. And we do this with Instagram and brand email really is a smart idea. Yeah, and what's crazy too is like a lot of brands will think, oh, we're not gonna make any money from that. Why should we send it? Like a lot, of, like even our clients will be like, hey, can we send more? Like we were making a ton of money, can we send more? It's like, well, you know, you don't wanna fatigue your list, but what's crazy, is like we see like even when we're sending content, like we'll send people to a content piece on the website and that email will generate thousands of dollars in sales. Um, because like what will happen is like number one, like if you can even insert the piece into the content, that works really well too. Like if it's just kind of like a subtle thing, it's like, oh, hey, here's a great article. And then at the end of the article, it's like, hey, by the way, this. Um, or they'll just hit the site and then before you know it, they're like, oh yeah, by the way, I've been meaning to you know get another pair of pants from these guys. Or whatever and once again it's like they don't feel like they're being sold so they convert and what's also crazy too is like we've seen open rates go up with clients like dramatically just by doing this like we didn't use any fancy subject line I mean our subject lines are good but like we're not using some hack we're not using some like you know manipulative thing like we're not throwing in like oh let's throw in an emoji and see if that makes people open more it's like no we're just like starting to add value and just like you said like it trains people to like lower their guard down and it's just like oh this is gonna be good like what what is what am I getting this time yeah. um, which is really cool yeah, I feel like a couple of years ago, it was all about hacks where, you know, you you had to send your emails Thursdays at 4.34 p.m. And that that was the best day. And, that, and like everyone had like this time that like you have to do it at this day at this time. And then, like you said, the subjects became a thing and then emojis on the subjects for a different thing. And then people said, well, you definitely don't want to put it. And then it turned to no emojis. Definitely don't do that. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> everyone's doing emojis. Now it's like all emojis and then by, uh, uh, and yeah, it's just back and forth. Yeah, I can only get so many of those little, you know, clapping and rocket chips every every day. Um, <laughs> right, or like fire, fire, fire. Yeah. <laughs> what sort of content? So let's say you're a brand where um, you actually want to do some written content. Um, I've had a guest on here the other day talking about he sells vitamins and, you know, different things of like that on 
how, how you can use them, different things. And there's a lot of content you can generate on Bash. But how about things with, let's say, clothing? Um, you know, you're a clothing retailer. How do you actually generate content for some of these other brands where maybe it's not so much about how to use a product, but it's more just about a visual? Is, is there content you can generate other than photos, or would you go right to photos if it's a visual-type product? I mean, I, I, I think photo is huge in email. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, we send out photos in pretty much every email. I mean... Are you um, talking all photos or just... Oh. Like, is this an email with any text content or is it literally just like no, a like, wall of photos? No, no, no. no. It'll, have, it'll have text. Like, we we'll always throw copy on an email. But, like, photos are a big part of what we do because email is, like, one of those things where it's, like, the whole email is basically a headline. Like, you open the email. You got to catch people's attention. And if it's too small, if it's not eye-catching, you know, people are just going to be like, ah, on to the next email because they have a million emails in their inbox. Um, and that's if you're lucky enough to get them to open your email. So you do want it to look good and get their attention. But, like, yeah, what kind of content can you send if, you, let's say, you're, you're a fashion brand? It's like, oh, I, I can't send any content. Like, I mean, the lookbook is a great idea. But, I mean, like, okay, Dylan, you already said that. All right, cool. Well, I have some more ideas. So here's what you can do. Um, like one thing we've seen brands do really successfully is like, okay, what is your brand about? Because a lot of brands are about something. So, you know, maybe your brand is a lot more outdoorsy. So you create content on the outdoors. Maybe, you know, let's say your brand to like, let's take like movement watches, for example, right? Like they're all about adventure, um, and things like that. So like notice how like they're not just selling watches. It's like they're selling this lifestyle of adventure and like travel and all these things. So if you look at their content, like what are they doing? They're doing travel videos. They're doing travel blog posts. They're doing like, you know, best destinations, things like this. Like you don't have to necessarily make it like about the product. Um, and I think that's where a lot of people get hung up. Um, you can actually, you know, just simply take a step back and be like, okay, you know, what is our brand about? What are our customers about? Um, and, you know, just kind of think like, you know, if my customer is my friend. Usually your customer is a person like you. It's like, what kind of content do they want to see? Like, what, what article would I share with them? Or like, what, what, would, what would they find interesting? So I think movement's a great example for that. Um, Does movement do a lot so of yeah, actual uh, written content? Or is it more? Because I actually follow a couple of watch brands. And they all, yeah, yeah. it's all people like using a watch and some, you know, it's like a diver's watch. And someone, you know, on the, in the Arctic doing some cool thing. You know, like, I'll never do that, but I like the watch. Or someone like in the woods, you know, doing something. Or uh, actually, it's always like a pilot with the watch on. You're like, well, I don't know how to fly a plane, oh, yeah. but I like the watch. Um, <laughs> right. What would you actually put, though? Is it Could you just do all photos? Or is there actually some content on the, the watch brand, the aviation watch? Would you actually kind of include some sort of text in there? Um, like, what would that hook be? Yeah, I mean, it, like, it depends on your customer, right? Like, I mean, if it's a high-end watch, like, people are going to care about the story behind it. They're going to care about, like, the components that make it up. And that's really, like, one of our clients is a watch brand, actually. Um, and so, like, we'll dive into kind of the specifics of, like, how it's made. Because, like, a lot of brands have these really interesting products that have, like, a lot of care and consideration that go into them. But then it's, like, it just gets, like, one little line on the product page like oh we have this strap or we have this movement it's like nobody knows what that is like um like even like like if you think of a brand that's like movement watches where it's like most people buying their watches um you know if you know watches like um you know there's different type of movements right there's like an automatic movement and things like that but like the average person buying a movement watch doesn't know what that is so you can create content around that like hey listen this movement watch is really cool like it doesn't require battery this and that um stuff like that. So like, that's kind of like, I would, I mean, you think about your customers, right? And then test it. Like, that's what's great about marketing. And that's what's great about emails. Like, what are people engaging with? Are they engaging with video? Do more video content. Are they reading written content? Like maybe you sell a, a high ticket product 
um, that people have a lot of objections with. So they're going to want to read a lot of content. Maybe it's helpful for them to watch a review video. Reviews are another great form of content to send. Um, you know, customer generated content, like are people, you know, real people wearing the watch, real people wearing the clothes, real people who are reviewing the product, like, uh, especially if it's a high ticket item. Um, you know, if you have any affiliates who have reviewed your products, sending out content based on, you know, just even saying like, Hey, check out this affiliate review. Um, it doesn't even have to be your own content that you're sending people to because you're still training people to click and buy from your emails and you're still taking their objections off the table because they read that review and then they change their opinion and you know they open up their mind to your product a lot more than when before they you know maybe weren't interested in buying yet I like that so what what would this are there any surprises you kind of see coming up in the next you know 12 months on hey you know this was working really great in last year the last couple years but it's gonna start dying off or any kind of things like that where it just it, people should stop doing or it's just been a big kind of gotcha or something you see coming that a little unexpected yeah i mean i think like as fast as the industry moves it still is like really slow where like things aren't going to like rapidly change overnight unless you know something big happens with like for example facebook or um you know like there's uh like the the tricky part about something like sms is like there's still a lot of litigation around it because it's such a new and intimate form of communication that's not saying you know don't do it but just be careful you know, with stuff like that. But on the email side, like it's just, um, you know, people are getting the same old emails every single day from your competition. Like a lot of brands will even copy their competition's emails. Like you're not, <laughs> you're not going to make any more money. You're not going to beat your competition by copying them. Um, and you're definitely not going to beat your competition by not emailing. Like if you're like so many brands come to me and they're like, Hey Dylan, like, listen, like, you know, I just feel like we could be doing better. And I'm like, okay, well tell me about your email marketing. And they're like, well, we have this amazing list. It has like 300,000 people on it or like, you know, an, an insane amount of people on it. And I'm like, okay, great. Well, how many of those people are actually opening your emails? They're like, well, like 40,000. It's like, okay, 40,000 of 200,000. So, or 250,000, 300,000, whatever it was. Um, that's like nobody on your list. Like you have a 40,000 per person email list, not 300,000. How does the list get to that point? You're not emailing. You're just spraying and praying these discounts every few months and people forget about you. And the reality is like, you know, people used to say like, oh, you should send a win back email to get the customer to come back at like 180 days and a year. Well, that's way too long. Like we find with our clients, like most people, if they don't come back after 50 days, they're never coming back again. Um, and it's just like that number drops off. Like after, you know, day 14, that number just keeps getting smaller and smaller until day 50. It's like they're not coming back. So you really got to strike fast. Like that's one thing that's changing. And number two, it's like just send email. Like it's 2019 or 2020. Well, it's 2019 now, but like it's in 2020. Like if you're still not emailing your list, like, I mean, it's just, it's stupid because it's free money sitting inside of your business. Like it's not like you don't have to spend more on ads. You don't have to, you know, do some crazy thing in your conversion rate. Like the, one of the highest ROI things you can do is just start emailing your list, being consistent about it. Um, and you'll make a ton more money and that's going to enable more scale on the front end. Cause like I was saying in the beginning, like you get a higher lifetime value. Like one of our clients businesses literally tripled because and I was like, what happened? And he told me, like, listen, now that we're getting a higher lifetime value uh, out of our customers because we have email on the back end that's consistent, I can spend more on the front end on ads um, and just enable the whole next level of scale in the business. Like, if you want to grow your business in 2020, stop looking for the next marketing hack. If your email marketing isn't on point, like, get that sucker locked in 
first thing, like it'll only take you the first quarter to get it set up and going. And then from there on, you just ride it to profit town. And then Q4 comes, your list is nice, warmed up, engaged. People are loving your emails. Like you look at a brand like Chubby's, like everybody loves their emails. Like how can you be the Chubby's of your industry? Um, and hopefully you're not competing with them. <laughs> no, but, um, yeah, we, but, all, we um, all want to visit Ch uh, profit town. There you go. So yeah, profit town. <laughs> <laughs> When you say, so we talk about growing these big email lists, but I guess actually that's a good, good question right there. How do you get, how do you actually entice people to get on your email list? I know this year, what you've seen a lot of folks do is that little pop-up on, you want a, uh, you know, want a 20% discount or want a discount, give us your email, we'll send you a coupon. And that's kind of the, you know, the hook onto the list. Is that something you still see working right now? Or is that going to start? Cause I feel like those tactics start to burn out eventually where there's a little pop-up, you go to the side and Hey, you want 5% off, give us your, you know, we'll email you a, a coupon. And that's, I think that's like the 2019 thing right now. Where is that going to go? Yeah. Is that going to keep working or are people kind of getting a little burnt out from that one? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, like what we're seeing is like people aren't necessarily getting burnt out yet, but I mean, it's kind of like everything, like people are now expecting it. Like there's people, real random people like, you know, like your aunt or your uncle or whoever who are abandoning carts because they figured out it's a thing. Um, but I mean, that just means you just got to keep testing and keep looking at your numbers. But no, I think, you know, email capture tools like, you know, a Justuno or an opt-in monster or privy, something like that. It's still a great way to grow your email list. Um, and I don't see it going anywhere yet, but it, I mean, it's just like email. Like it's so like occasionally you'll come across one and you're like, wow, this one is great. Um, like try your best to, to, you know, make it like that. And same with your emails. Like everybody, it's like, oh, like here's it. Are people going to open your emails and say, oh, this is a typical email? Are people going to land on your site and be like, oh, here's another one of these crappy pop-ups and it's not even mobile optimized or like, it's not like some people don't even have them connected to your email list, like big brands. Like I'll go and I'll just, you know, cause I'm an email guy. I like go and I subscribe to email lists for fun. Uh, so <laughs> that's like a weird thing in itself, but, um, like some brands don't even have a connected or they, they'll send out like one email. Um, you know, I mean, that's still a great way to grow your list. And then also to like, um, I mean, it's like people send so much traffic to their website. So like there's different ways you can do it where it's like if somebody leaves your site, you know, with exit intent, you can target them. Um, one thing we've seen that works really well with clients is if you position your offer around like your sale. So like if it's, you know, for example, Black Friday or, or whatever the sale is you're running, New Year's sale, uh, what you can do is like say like instead of just like, oh, it's a discount for no reason, um, like, hey, you can just be like, um, you know, like we're running our Black Friday promotion right now for 20% off unlock the discount code, you still get the email as the lead and you end up converting a lot more people because then you can follow up with emails, bust their objections like we talked about in the beginning um, and go from there. Uh, I like that because I feel like you could always have some sale and it always kind of gives us like time horizon, right? Where give us your email for the Black Friday sale, give us for the Christmas sale, New Year's sale, um, I don't know, the Valentine's Day sale after that. There's just, you can always keep, you know, there's Father's Day, Mother's Day, whatever. Um, oh my goodness. Yeah. You you, can, you'd be surprised. Like, we have a whole list like by industry that we use for our clients. Like for example, we have a client in the, um, you know, like the pet industry, there's like puppy day and after puppy day, there's Chihuahua day. And after Chihuahua <laughs> day, it's like cat paw day. Like it, it's so funny. There's so many different, you know, excuses and holidays. Anyway, just well, a quick side uh, note on that. No, I like that because that gives that kind of, you know, time uh, pressure onto it, right? Where yes, you're not just saying, yes, give it, give us your email 5% discount. It's just this very, and cause that person knows oh, I'm not ready to buy. I'll just come back next week and they don't come back next week and it's over. But if you say the Black Friday sale and Black Friday's over by, you know, Sunday, they know, okay, I have to do it right now. I have to get the coupon. I have to buy. So it puts this time pressure on that you don't otherwise get by the generic just, 
email for a coupon sort of uh, sort of trade right there. So that gives you this like this very it it drastically um, increases the time and in, incre decreases the time, increases the pressure right there. And you could but you could do that forever. So you could always just keep manufacturing your own sale forever. That's always two weeks away. So the person can't say, hey, I'll be back or I'll, I'll remember. They know they have to do it now. So right. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can even alternate it month to month. Like, you know, January is your New Year's sale. February is your Valentine's Day sale. Um, and that's one thing, too. It's like ne just like little next level things like that. Like everyone's looking for the next hack or the next, you know, like, what's the app I get out of my Shopify store? But it's like really it's like you can just do something as simple as, you know, switch the wording from, you know, New Year's sale to Valentine's Day. And you'll get more conversions just because, you know, like it's a, like you said, if it, it feels more urgent, all these things. And, and, you know, it's still honest. Like the one thing that's really bad is like false scarcity because people really get used to that. And then they really get annoyed. Um, you know, they'll unsubscribe like crazy. They'll mark you a spam and, you know, they'll take it out on your customer service team really bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing with the sale is you really can have a sale and you really can have specific items that maybe fit a better with Christmas, might fit better with Father's Day, Mother's Day. Like you could. hundred percent. Like those, they actually make sense. Um, because you yes. really could have certain items that really do work and you can really send an email that's really tailored to that holiday. So it's not this like fake thing that you're manufacturing, like you said. It really is, you know, if you sell, you know, if you sell tires, you might not want to have a Mother's Day sale. It might not make so much sense, but you want to have things right. that do fit and they make sense. Um, and you can see where certain holidays fit in for your particular brand. 100%. Yeah, that's the biggest thing is like, don't just take advice as one size fits all, like tailor it to your brand, tailor it to your market. What other things would you do to kind of, what other things would you trade for an email address? So I get kind of the coupon, the 5% off. Are there any of the kind of clever little trades you found on, hey, give us your email and we'll give you X? Yeah, like um, a giveaway is a really good one that, that we've seen work really well. Um, you know, and then you just pull someone from a hat basically. I mean, you don't actually like you do it all virtually, but like you essentially pull the person from the hat once a month, um, you know, and then you can do some, you know, cool things like, hey, you didn't win. But like then you still you can pull a lever on a discount or, you know, something. Uh, one other thing that's cool is like free gift with purchase, like limited time only orders over X dollars. Get this like a lot of brands will even be doing offers like this already um, or like, you know, free shipping even like I mean, test everything. Um, that works really well depending on your brand. Like I know Tortuga backpacks, like they've always done like a, you know, get a packing list, uh, because they sell like a travel bag and you know, that does really well. Um, so like if you can squeeze, you know, something that's not sale related for an email address, like that's awesome. Um, yeah, I, I like the free gift. That's a good one too. There's definitely little things like that, that if you can just, and it could be small, it doesn't need to be high in monetary value, but you are giving away something for free. And like you said, even, yeah. even the list, that's, it's even something virtual basically that, you can just give for free. There's no, there's no scarcity to that. But people, if people really do appreciate that, then it's something you're really trading. It's something of value, but it doesn't really cost you anything. So that's really just things like that are the real kind of um, things to try at least for your brand to see if it works. Yeah, for sure. I mean, test it. And I mean, chances are you have something lying around that you could even use already, like, um, you know, like Lookbook or, you know, something like that. And test it. What's great is like, you know, we have this data so you can run it against a discount and see. And then you can look at the back and it's like, OK, we're getting lower conversions. But because we're not giving 20 percent off, we're actually making more money or, or whatever. Um, so like that's the number advice, the number one advice I have for people is like, you know, just test, like that's what's great about email. That's what's great about e-commerce is we have the data. Um, so instead of just, you know, assuming like, oh, this is the best subject line because I got it from my friend or I read an article about it or, you know, whatever, you know, do you know, take it, implement it in your store and be tested and, and then you can actually find out and you might find out that, you know, there's no difference at all, or it could be big enough that, you know, you end up making a lot more money. 
Awesome. All right. Super helpful. I think um, I think a lot of people should at least start looking at this. If they haven't looked at email, 2020, it's a year to start, guys. So there you go. Um, if people want to find you, learn more about you, you have the podcast. Um, where can people listen to the podcast? And where can they also learn more about what you're doing? Yeah. So you can listen to my podcast at wavebreakpodcast.com. Um, or you can just look up Wavebreak Podcast in iTunes. You can find our website at wavebreak.co. Um, or you can just Google Wavebreak, W-A-V-E-B-R-E-A-K. And um, I just remembered, like, if you want, everything I talked about is something that, like, I mean, I know I talked about a lot. And you're like, okay, well, like, what do I even do first? Um, so I actually have a checklist. Um, it's called, I call it the email success checklist. It's basically a list of everything I talked about. Like, here's everything you need to be successful with email marketing. Less than five minutes, what you can do is, you know, literally set it next to your email software, go through it and in less than five minutes you know exactly what you're missing and then what you need to do to take your email marketing to the next level. Like it's that simple. You can pick that up at emailsuccesschecklist.com. Um, yeah, emailsuccesschecklist.com. Awesome. I will link to that in the show notes. Thank you very much for uh, coming on today, Dylan. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's always it's always good to be on the Business of E-Commerce podcast and uh, always good to be talking about email. It's, yeah, maybe, uh, we'll, maybe we'll do another episode next year. We'll do This will be our yearly, <laughs> yeah, our yearly we'll make, email we'll, show. We'll make it an annual thing. <laughs> awesome. I'll like talk, talk to you soon. Have a good one. Thanks for having me again.